Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I feel like that Night Sounds guy. Years ago, there used to be a guy that did a program oh, yeah. called Night Sounds, Joel, and, and I think his name was Bill Pierce. Yeah, he's, Bill Pierce. He's a great guy. He had this really deep voice, and uh, uh, I don't know if he's still around or not, to be honest with you, but uh, you know, it, the, the kind of voice that would put you to sleep at night. Sometimes yeah. I would listen to it while I was laying in bed, and I had one of those automatic radio shutoffs. And, uh, anyway, we're not a religious program here. If you're a first-time listener to Growing in Grace, uh, welcome aboard. We're just here to uh, share some good news with you. Maybe you've been through some religious circles where you didn't hear a lot of good news or you couldn't relate to the people or, or what was going on uh, within that particular uh, religious organization or church. Well, we're here to let you know that there's probably something that you haven't heard about yet. And I hope that you'll join us every week for our little 15-minute get-together. Maybe learn some things, not about religion, uh, not about churchianity, but about what God himself went out of his way to do personally for you. That's right. This is not a show about religion. Uh, this is a gardening show. <laughs> and it grows on you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there are a lot of, uh, that was kind of a joke, but I do think that there are so many examples of growing in grace that can be found in the gardening world <laughs> and in the in plant life and uh, we've talked about some of them in the past, and I'm sure we'll bring some of them up. Just last week, we were talking about the vine and the branches, and uh, there's so and so many things uh, that you can find in the natural world are a good example of what life in Christ is really about. But anyway, yeah, uh, so many things that we uh, are brought up in in a more legalistic church setting. So many things that sound good. They sound like, you know what, this is, this is what life in Christ is supposed to be about. You know, people think, I used to do um, bad things, and now Christ saved me, and so now I do good things. I mean, it sounds good, and there might be an element of truth to, to some of that stuff. But uh, what, we're here, what we're here to talk about this week, Gap, uh, has more to do with, you said that we would elaborate on this whole idea that it's not about change. It's not so much about how we have changed, but it's about something else. And you kind of left it with that little uh, teaser last week, Cap, and I'm wondering if uh, you want to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, that this is not a gospel of change, but a gospel of exchange. But it's, it's important to understand this, that, you know, a lot of people, when they, they find religion or, or, you know, God comes into their life, and some changes do occur in their lifestyle or perhaps in, in the things that they do, maybe the things they don't do. And so they start talking to their friends and they get up in front of church with their testimony and they start talking about all these changes. Oh, I've, I, God changed me and I've changed a lot since God has come into my life, all, the, all these kinds of things. And I know they mean well, but it goes so much further beyond any of that. God didn't just change you. Anybody in the audience ever have a baby with a dirty diaper? Well, hey, 
Guess how pleased the parents were when the baby stopped pooping in the diaper. Pretty darn excited, <laughs> I'll tell you what. But, you know, it, it, the thing is, every, every time you changed that diaper, it got dirty again. Uh, Joel, if, if you and I were to go out and work and sweat and we needed a change of clothes, we would change our clothes so that, you know, we would try to clean ourselves up and look better, smell better, all of that. But eventually, you get dirty again and you need to be changed again. And that's not what Christianity is about. That's a little bit more about like what the old covenant was about before Christ, but not under the new because God didn't change you as a believer. He recreated you. Mm-hmm. you again, we mentioned last week, he, you were dead. He made you alive. You've been not just changed, but you've been made to live. You were dead. Now you live. It's not about changing from this to that as far as your works go or trying to establish your position in Christ or you know trying to um, establish your your righteousness before him your right standing with him it's not about that he did all of that through recreation the inheritance that we received we now have within us as part of us his very positive attributes holiness uh, righteousness perfection uh, and and many other things. So your your thoughts on this, Joel? Yeah, that's the thing. I, the thing that I wish that people would really realize and understand, and and I think maybe some people do at least understand to an extent that you know we are new creations. But that seems to be kind of a, just a, you know something that's mentioned in passing in the church, or people will uh, bring up the fact that we're new creations to try to get people to start doing what's right. You're a new creation now. You need to start living like it. You know that type of thing. But really, that's the good news of the gospel, that God has not just, God has not changed us, but rather he He recreated us, as you said. The person that we were in Adam died, and we were recreated as a brand new creation in Christ Jesus, and it's a permanent exchange that's happened. We're not going back to the old. There's no way to go back to the old, because we've been made new. A changed person, as you say, I like your example with the diaper, the poopy diaper, because, you know, yeah, that's got to be changed over and over again. But the thing is, is that in our lives in Christ, in this newly created being that we are, it's a permanent thing that has happened. When we mess up a little bit, when we go and, you know, do some things that we don't really want to do, that might give us a feeling of perhaps being dirty or filthy. It might give us a feeling of that, but it doesn't change at all the fact that we've been made new. We've been made new creations in Christ Jesus. Our behavior didn't make us to be born into Adam. Our behavior didn't make us to be born into Christ. So our behavior doesn't affect the cleanness, the holiness, the righteousness that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, we're not talking about uh, advocating that type of a lifestyle. That's obviously not the, the lifestyle of a person who's in Christ. But, you know, so we don't want to say, well, it's just you're, cre- you're recreated and so it doesn't matter what you do. Obviously, it's nothing like that. But the fact that we need to be, I think, rooted and grounded in is that we've been made new creations, not changed from bad to good, but we've been recreated from a person who was dead to God to a person who's been made alive to God in Christ. Yeah, and you know, people who, who give up and give their testimony, I don't know about that. 
I just, I mean, I, I know where they're going with it. I think it's one of those religious things, though, that, that misses the mark, to be honest with you, most of the time. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why. If somebody gets up front and starts talking about how they've changed and how they don't smoke anymore, how they don't tell dirty jokes, they don't drink, they stop doing drugs, they started doing, you know, all these other good things, right? I just think that, that takes the focus off of the cross and the reason why we've become new creations. Now, I know they mean well, so that, mm -hmm. that's fine. That, and, and, and God, thank, thank the Lord that he, in our ignorance, no matter what it is, he, he works with us. You know, he, he, he probably smiles down on us, sometimes probably shakes his head with a <laughs> smile and just works with us on it because he, he knows that our knowledge is so extremely limited, more limited than we think, by the way. But here are people bragging about how God came into their life and now this, 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 and this. And I think it takes the focus off of Christ and puts it on ourselves. And, and I think there's a place for this, Joel, but again, I think it's, it's just missing the mark. It's, 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 um, it's being built off of the wrong foundation. I'm not saying that it can't do some good. I'm just saying that I think it's, it's not really focused on truly what the gospel is and doesn't necessarily promote some of the most important things that people need to learn about the gospel, such as our, our new identity in him. You know, it's almost like handing somebody a pair of binoculars and say, here, look through these, but you hand them to them backwards and they're actually seeing things further away. Mm. <laughs> or, or if I were to give you my glasses, Joel, uh, because I wanted to help you see things better, my prescription of looking at things probably wouldn't work for you. I always, I always joke around about the strength of my prescription. You know, I can see the rings around Saturn. It's a fascinating <laughs> thing. But that doesn't mean that you would be able to see them by looking through my glasses. So that's why Paul didn't get up front in, in front of the church and say, well, here's my testimony. I used to murder people, and now I don't murder people anymore. That wasn't his testimony at all. The testimony was about Christ. It wasn't about Paul. Yeah, and the, you know, going, going with that example, I mean, a person who has glasses, or in my case, since the beginning of this year, I've had contacts. <laughs> try, try putting your glasses on with my contacts in and see what that would do. But that <laughs> a person, that person has simply had a change. Whereas the, you know, the difference in what we're talking about was would be the person has been given brand new eyes. Now, that's the difference there. You can you can cover things up. You can put a magnifying glass or, or glasses or binoculars in front of somebody, and they can that can change what they see. But that doesn't mean that uh, they have been recreated or, or been given new eyes. And so that's what we've been given in Christ. And th this whole testimony thing. I'm thinking of a couple stories here. Don't know if we'll have time. We'll see. But I remember. Uh, one one person, the first story here, real quick, one uh, woman that I knew in church years ago, she was said to be a person with, she has no testimony, because it was, I think, at the age of five that uh, she came to know Christ, and uh, ever since then, she's never really gone out and done all the bad things that people do, and so as she grew up and became a woman and got older, everyone said, she's that one with no testimony. She's got no testimony, <laughs> but that's just, it's just not true. I mean, I understand. I get what they were trying to say. The testimony that they were talking about was a change from bad to good. Well, she was always, quote, good, and so she didn't have this testimony. But our testimony in Christ, again, that, that does take away, that whole idea there takes away from the fact that she does have a testimony. She was once dead, and now she's been made alive. She was once in Adam, now she's been recreated. She's become a new creation, and it's not based upon her behavior. Her behavior 
might have been good all her life, but that is not her testimony. The testimony is that Christ came in and gave her new life. And then there was another guy that same church that years ago he would he would come in and he said, you know what? And he, he would stand up and give his testimony. I used to drink. I used to drink a lot, and, and now the Lord has delivered me from that, and, and I don't drink anymore. And then pretty soon he'd be gone for a few months, and then he'd come back, and he'd give the same testimony. Uh, yeah, the last few months I was drinking, and now uh, I'm not drinking anymore. The Lord has changed me. This happened probably three or four times, at least during the time that I was going to that church. And it takes the focus away from, it's, it, it puts the focus all on me. Me, I changed. It, it's all about what I used to do versus what I do now. And see, that can fluctuate in a person's life. It can go up and down. And, and we, we change all the time in various ways. But the testimony that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, bottom line here this week, is that we were once dead and now we've been made alive. And I think that's really the point we want to make this week. Yeah, and who wants to testify on their own behalf when you've got a lawyer by the name of Jesus who will plead your case for you? Mm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's really what it's all about. Uh, we, we like to say that it's about Christ and what he's done, but so often, without even thinking about it, we bring it back to us and what we do. And you're right. Uh, why would we want to make it about us when we've got Christ himself as our testimony? This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.